0: Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Mercedes, thank you very much for taking the time. Was there always a sense that things weren't quite right at RMC?
1: It's something that I've certainly heard for years, Roy, and thank you for having me on to talk about this. Um, It's something that I had heard in particular from women who had attended Royal Military College. I'd heard it from men who attended too. Uh, But this sense that uh, it was what many sources described to me as a locker room mentality, which is not to say that everyone who went there had that. There was, you know, always folks who did not. But the concern was that there were things going on, sexual misconduct, um, and at times sexual assault, that were not being appropriately dealt with according to these women Um, and some of them were victims of sexual assault themselves many are still in the forces they don't want to come forward um and when i heard from mark popov i thought it was remarkable because here is the former director of cadets uh, a man who was in command in dan district of afghanistan during operation mashrak uh which was a huge nato operation i was there at the same time when that went down and he told me that he found his command Um, At RMC, as director of cadets, more difficult and more traumatizing than Afghanistan, because he felt that what he saw was a betrayal of the women and and the men who went there, uh, and that the unwillingness to act on sexual misconduct, as he put it, was not just about women and not just about sexual misconduct, it was about a problem with leadership. And the message that that sent to Canada's future leaders, because, of course, for, for your listeners who aren't familiar with RMC, it's like Canada's West Point. It's where most officers go uh, to be trained. It's a, a university degree-granting institution. But if the example being set there is that when there is sexual misconduct, it's not appropriately addressed, it's not taken seriously, or it's covered up, um, then it would be no surprise that you would see that manifest in leaders when they take command, uh, if that's a lesson that they're learning from the time that they're a young cadet.
0: Absolutely. So this Mark Popoff, who you spoke to 27 years, as you pointed out uh, on Global News and uh, on the West Block, 27 years, a veteran of the Canadian Armed Forces, led troops in Afghanistan, but was a director of cadets uh, at RMC 2014-2015, and said that what he saw there devastated him, they just think about the, the context of this, Devast- I'm thinking about it, devastated uh, him uh, and, and what he believed in and what the faith that he had in the military and the military structure and the military structure's responsibility to their younger and subordinate ranks uh, as far as taking care of them is concerned, and particularly if they're being sexually um, harassed, abused, assaulted. It's, it's terrible.
1: Yeah, it's it's shocking, and it's you know when I when I asked him because he he was quite emotional about it at points, um, and that was something he's not comfortable with, right? This is uh, a dragoon, this is a combat arms officer. Um, he is not comfortable with showing emotion in public, uh, but this really seemed to have a very significant effect on him, and that's when I asked him, you know, Mark, what was what was harder, RMC or Afghanistan? Um, And to him, he felt that it was RMC because he said in Afghanistan it was tough and there was, you know, the risk of lives uh, on the line every day. But he felt that he knew what the mission was and that he believed in it. He believed that there was a greater good being served. He couldn't reconcile what he saw at RMC with any kind of a greater good being served to those young cadets.
0: Now, he pointed uh, to two former commanders, two former heads of RMC, and they are now senior generals in Canada's military. Tell us about that, please.
1: So the first person who we talked about, these these were two commandants of RMC. The commandant is like the top general. Um, You don't go to be a commandant of RMC unless you are moving up very rapidly in the ranks. These these are people who are seen to be stars. Uh, So, for example, the former chief of the defense staff General Tom Lawson was a former uh, commandant at RMC, so it's it's a plum posting and is seen as a career development position. Mark Popov argues that makes it a reason why many people have been unwilling to make change because they may not get that next star if they are vocal and and they try to say something about what's happening there. In his opinion, uh, the first person he talked about is General Friday. Uh, general Friday is now a major general, I believe, and he's posted to U.S. Central Command, uh, so he's representing Canada. Uh, in the United States at one of the largest combatant commands down there. The other person was uh, Lieutenant General Meinzinger. Lieutenant General Meinzinger is the chief of the air staff. In other words, he's the head of the Royal Canadian Air Force. Um, So these are two people in significant command positions. He described what happened with General Friday as being akin to not just ignorance, but cover-ups. Uh, And that's where he was talking about, for example, um, the situation where young female sea cadets who are generally between the ages of 12 and 18 um, had sexually profane. And and I've read the comments, sexually violent comments. I mean, I was absolutely stunned this would be said to anybody, uh, let alone said to young women um, who have not yet graduated from high school, who are there looking at a future career. uh, And we know what was said because I have the witness statement of an officer who was crossing the parade ground at the time um mark Popoff says that general friday punished him for calling the cadets out on the parade square reprimanding them he admits to having sworn at the cadets which he was reprimanded for but said you know he was so shocked by what had happened and the fact that nobody would come forward and say who it was um and ultimately no one was punished for it that that's why he did that so he, he really feels that um general friday told him not to put anything down in writing told him Uh, not to put anything that might be atip which is access to information, so public release of records. In the case of um, General Meinzinger, uh, he said that essentially he he just didn't want to know. He didn't want to know about the situation. There's a situation where some young women cadets were not going to graduate because they had been sexually assaulted, and as a result, they were undergoing counseling. Uh, And under military rules, if you are being counseled, you cannot graduate because you're seen as being medically unfit for promotion. He thought that was outrageous, considering in some of those cases, um, he believes that the perpetrator was another cadet. So that's sort of, it's uh, two different situations, but neither are good that he's describing, and it's two back-to-back commandants who have gone on to very senior positions in the military.
0: Now, as you point out, as you report, uh, both the generals, Friday and Meinsinger, Say this is not true—that uh, the colonel is not telling the truth—and the DND Department of National Defense is siding with the generals.
1: Yeah, they are. They are saying this is not true. They took it seriously. Um, there really has been no accounting for why the military police could not find anything. Uh, on these cadets who yelled these sexually violent and profane things at the young women. Uh, The military police were called. They did investigate. Um, There was multiple people in those rooms, not just one. Um, And and they sort of went to the military police and couldn't give us an answer on what had happened with that investigation, why it had been closed. Um, We notified them about this on Wednesday. I'm talking to you on Sunday. There's still no response because there's no transparency on these kinds of things. So the military is essentially flat-out denying it. They have not, however, provided any documentation to refute uh, some of the documents that Colonel Popup has provided to us. So I think there's still a lot of questions there. Um, And it's interesting to me, you know, they took General Daw out of command for signing a letter which was a character reference for someone convicted of sexual assault. Uh, But when it comes to RMC and the allegations that sexual misconduct was not taken seriously... They appear to be standing by these two
0: generals. Yeah, and uh, and Mercedes, that uh, Colonel Mark Popov, who served, as you said, in in Afghanistan, led troops in some of the most stressed areas of Afghanistan, says that what he observed, what he saw at the RMC, uh, just, uh, as, when he was the uh, director of cadets there in 2014-2015, devastated, I'm quoting your story, devastated his faith in the military, left him fearing for the future of the armed forces. My goodness.
1: Yeah. Um, and and certainly I think a very strong word for someone who'd been to Bosnia and Afghanistan um, who was was seen as a rising star in a military, he really believes that he was punished um, for coming forward with this, that they ended his military career as a result of that. Um, And and he was certainly very upset when we were talking to him. It took him a long time, I think, to reconcile with himself coming forward. It's very difficult for all these people to do it. Um, But I think this was also an important interview because... It is a man speaking out, and that's not because men's voices should be louder than women's on this issue at all. The vast majority of the victims have been women. But to hear from a man who said, I tried to come forward, I tried to say something, and not only was that not heard, I was told to not write things down and I was punished for my behavior, I think that that is deeply concerning. Uh, and I have spoken, by the way, to two people who served with Lieutenant Colonel Popov at RMC during the same period, uh, and they certainly had the same impression of the story he told me as as what he told you on camera, that there was others who believed he was punished for this.
0: If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.